Hi, you're listening to Sociomatic, a podcast about the social justice issues of our world and how technology affects them today and in the future. I'm Anne Pan, and these are my co-hosts, Everett and Arv. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about social justice at Athenian and how technology can improve it. We have two special guests joining us today, Jacob and Chad, two of our wonderful town hall meeting officers. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, everyone. I'm Chad. Um, I'm a senior, class of 2022. Um, I, as we mentioned, I'm a town meeting officer. I'm also an intern with the uh, Department of Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Social Justice, as well as being the president of the Black Student Union and a co-leader of the Political Inclusion Club. Uh, glad to be here, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is Jacob. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for having me on the uh, sociomatic. Um, like Chad, I'm one of the town meeting officers. I am a year of 24, currently a sophomore. Um, and I'm the co-founder of Tech Club. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad to be here, guys. All right, that's great. Uh, so we can just jump in. And on the topic of town meeting, I know you guys get a lot of like suggestions. And we have all these things in advisory where we kind of give our opinions on stuff. So we are wondering if you guys know of any problems or any um, uh, issues at Athenian that are talking about technology or anything that, you know, of the sort of like that that we could improve, we could talk about. Uh, sure, I could start us off. Um, one of the issues that has been brought up recently is one in regards to attendance and one in regards to sign-outs and sign-ins, which mostly pertains to seniors and juniors. So as of now, we have a program where um, we use this program called Aura, in which seniors and juniors are already signed on. And if they'd like to leave campus, they have to sign out of that app and sign back in when they get back on campus. Um, one of the issues there is that Sometimes people forget and then they don't sign out. And if they don't, there's a penalty called you basically get gated, you can't leave for like a say a week or two. Um, this is a very new system. We started Aura, I believe originally it was boardingware, which is a, um, it originally just pertained to boarders themselves. But as we kind of expanded going on, we went to um, the seniors and the juniors. And so how, as I said, how it works in the penalties um, you get gated if you don't kind of sign out. Before this, it was just kind of you just sign out on a piece of paper, and there wasn't there wasn't as much of a penalty because it's it's really hard to miss once you come back on campus. You just sign out, um, but they added it this in particularly for kind of safety reasons, and so that's one that, that we're kind of working on um, right now, and. I think, Jacob, we could, we could talk a little bit more about how town meeting we're trying to address this, but it's one of the issues we kind of brought up that's, you know, of course, relating to technology. Yeah, of course. Um, so I know that uh, some schools are actually considering using facial recognition uh, around the school, uh, around the world. Um, and specifically, like in Denver, they're using facial recognition technology, uh, technology to monitor, like, recordings and see, like, any, if anyone's doing anything that's, um, you know, warrants, like, you know, they have to be punished um, or stuff like that. So um, obviously, um, facial recognition is pretty expensive, but it would keep much secure, but it also would invade privacy. So what do you think about um, facial recognition technology maybe being used at Athenia? Um, sometime in the near future. Um, yeah, so I can take this one. Uh, I can take this one. So, like, the, the thing that, like, because we, we've, of course, heard of facial recognition technology before for, like, security. But the thing that I, I still quite fully understand is why we need that when we already have, like, security cameras. Yeah. Because if something were to happen on campus, they could simply just look back over the footage. Um, 
at least in my opinion, I don't think it's necessary that we violate the student's privacy in order to install facial recognition, like a facial recognition system when the current system with just uh, footage uh, seems to work pretty well. Makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, also, do you think that um, we've seen a lot that cyberbullying in many schools is like a system is like very oppressive and it, it's targeted towards maybe people who um, are of a different you know characteristic, maybe they're a different ethnicity, maybe they're a different physical attribute or something like that. Um, have you observed, or do you think there's any um, solution to maybe any form of cyberbullying that Athenian or other schools may be experiencing? How would you guys go about fixing that? Um, so when it comes to cyberbullying, personally, I have not uh, received or kind of seen any gone against me. But however, I do know it is an issue at Athenian, particularly I, I would believe in um, as most of like the middle school and our grades in high school yeah. are very connected on social media. It, I mean, it's bound to happen. Cyberbullying, it's a, it's a very pervasive issue and it's one that's very difficult for schools to kind of solve because they're not really in social media, you're not the school. The teacher's not really following a student and see what they see, what they post. Um, and so it's a difficult thing, and it's usually up to the students where they kind of um, report it and things like that. Uh, yeah, actually, like, um, so the chat, like that, that reminds me of a story. Like I think last year, someone in our grade. Um, like he was doing some like cyberbullying online with like something against this like oh sorry someone uh, something against this girl i believe she had like bulimia or anorexia and the school took very quick action to take care of the cyberbullying and i think the student was suspended <laughs> yeah i yeah i think that was, there's a large large debacle with that All right. And this does not have to do with technology, it's just that um, there's a lot of social justice issues um, that are formed in our society that we also see at Athenian. Um, and we had some ideas, but if you guys wanted to say some things first, you know, that could, um, we could fix with technology hopefully um, in the future. Um, but we had some ideas, um, such as um, definitely about the demographics of the school. Many people are concerned about that. So, um, uh, like for example, um, the fact that um, with colorblindness and um, affirmative action and all these different buzzwords that are being used, um, if Athenian is ever gonna, you know, maybe think about using that. Um, I think that's important to talk about. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, when it comes to diversity on our campus, it, it has definitely been one of the issues. It's one of the things that's been a part of, um, it's basically been one of the starting issues on why even when I came to this school. So I came to Athenian as a sophomore, not as a freshman. I transferred from a, another local school in Concord, De La Salle. Um, and so when I was coming to this school, I heard a lot about their diversity. They, they kind of allotted to, you know, 50% of the school is uh, non-white. And they showed, I mean, they talked a lot about how they're working for diversity, equity, inclusion. This was before we even had an office. And so when I got here, it ended up being a little, it was, it was a lot different than as they presented it. Yeah, uh, the diversity on campus is, dude, it's not as, when, when they say non-white, um, a lot of it is concentrated 
in, say, populations like the Asian population, Indian. Um, I'm a black man myself, and there's not a lot of other black students at our school. I believe there's even just about like 20 or so. And so for a school that really applies itself on inclus inclusion and diversity, it's something that's really been lacking. And when you even look at the faculty, at the teachers, at the staff, it's lacking even much more. I know that Athenian itself has been trying to kind of work at this um, with kind of more hiring programs and looking at more teachers, but there's still, there's still a lot of ways that it needs to go. Um, even when it comes to that kind of hiring thing, it's one thing, to bring, it's one thing to bring in these teachers, these staff and faculty members, but it's another thing to keep them. I remember last year we had a math teacher, um, he was a, a black man and he came in and a lot of people were very happy to see, you know, a, a black man on the math faculty, which is not something you see very often. And by the next year he was gone. It, he kind of cited just he did not like the environment or anything like that. Yeah. And it's just, it's really difficult just given the school that we are, how secluded, how, um, I, would, I mean, we are a diverse school, but how it just, um, the mindsets and the activities and the things out here are very different than most schools that you would get, or most experiences you would get at like a public or just any other private school. And so keeping the diverse faculty that we have and just bringing diversity here in general is one that we, um, I mean, even as, say, as like a town meeting officer, as a black uh, student union leader, it's one we've tried to tackle and we're still working on it. And I'm hoping with my work with the, diver with the DIS office, we could do that. But it, it's, yeah, it's definitely one we, we're working on. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And especially because as, um, you know, citizens of the Athenian community, we kind of have a responsibility to um, make the, you know, administration take, like, be held accountable for the promises that they make. And um, yeah, especially about um, uh, diversity and inclusion. Um, do you have any, any ideas on how um, technology could be applied to help solve this? Maybe some, um, I don't know, algorithms for um, job applicants or something? Yeah, like for example, like specifically with like colorblindness or affirmative action and kind of the differences between that, it's like, do, do you want to see Athenian as more like a, a colorblind kind of like with that kind of mindset or do you want to specifically say that we want to look as ethnicity as one of the determining factors and we want to be more diverse? And the thing that many people would say against that is like, well, that's not fair if you, uh, it's not as much more as a meritocracy at this point, whereas more as it depends on your ethnicity. And that is not fair for people who are hardworking, but who are in the majority. So how would you go about tackling that? Would you make like an algorithm? Like, what would you guys say about that? Um, I think that colorblindness is a lie. People say that like, we should strive for colorblindness, but the truth is that colorblindness is, it, it's better than uh, racism. However, it's still very racist in the way that it views people because colorblindness is you view everyone through one lens and you try to view everyone equally. However, that lens is whatever dominant narrative has been like dominant at the time of colorblindness, which at this time is the white narrative. So if you're viewing everyone through that lens, then you're not actually seeing them for what they have to go through and the different struggles that different people in this country uh, have where, you know, if you, because colorblindness, like you aren't appreciating the fact that some people 
actually have to work harder to get to the same place that some people get to work less for to get to the same place. Like it, it colorblindness only works in a truly equal society. Um, we need to factor in the people's experiences and the difficulties they've had to go through in the application because it's not someone's fault like which family they get born into or which socioeconomic bracket they have to live their childhood through. It's not their fault for all that. So you have to factor in uh, you know, socioeconomic brackets, uh, race, gender orientation, all of these things that have been persecuted and have been, uh, and have been uh, difficult to live with in the past. You have to take all those into account when you do your process. I think it's also important to add that like, um, you have many like, different like, categories of students at Athenian where like, people feel like they belong more with a group that they may associate with more. And that kind of like, like, disturbs like, the, the social like, structure at Athenian because you have people who are more laid back and people who don't associate well together and they're supposed to be working on group projects and stuff like this. And that's all because they had a different mindset as they were growing up and this is um, directly playing into how the admissions looks at it, how the community should work well together. And I think in that sense, colorblindness would not be a good idea because it just shows that because majority of people who have better opportunities, like you said, are going to get into Athenian because they have more opportunities, they had better chances to do stuff, and it's not as fair for people who did not have as much, who are born into poorer families and stuff like that. So um, I agree with you on that point. And I think that, I think that ethnicity should be taken into account, but I think that if similar to like stuff where we hear about in other countries where like they have specific... Um, specific like castes or specific structures and uh, for specific jobs like in India I know that and like the reason that that's not good is because you can if you're in a social status you only are allowed to have a certain you're only allowed to be in a certain part of the company and that's kind of restricting at that point so I think that um, uh, yeah like you said with um, having with looking at ethnicity but I think that it should not be the sole deciding thing Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, I know I, I was, when I came here, I mean, I'm not like super well off, but as, I, as I've come to know, most if not everyone is. And so wealth, and wealth inequality is, is an issue that is very, it's very present in, in a way that it's not that um, you'll have students demeaning each other over like they're kind of like, oh, I'm richer than you kind of deal. But it's more of just like a kind of blindness or a non, a yeah. non-attentiveness to those who may not be as well off as others. Um, you could see that as, say, students who live in like Oakland, as uh, compared to being Danville, when someone will say, "And let's go back to Oakland," people will be confused. I mean, like, I, I don't know what I don't want to go to Oakland. I'm kind of scared or something like that. And so it will show up in ways that like. It's just a lack, you see like saying like a lack of understanding or just a lack of caring. As I said, it's not really like uh, demeaning students over their kind of wealth class, but it's definitely evident. And you, like I said, you can even say, you can see it on how like friends uh, will kind of, so I guess on like the activities they'll do. You have like friends who go on like very long vacations and like say someone like me, I'll get happy if I do a week long vacation to like Hawaii or something like that when others can go to like cabins. And it's, I mean, it's a fact of life. 
Um, Athenian is, it's a, it's a very expensive school. It's a boarding program and one that's been built up to be very, very prosperous. And it's, it's, it's um, the price and the thing like that, it, it's because of that. Um, however, I think Athenian uh, should be doing more to kind of bring in more students from lower, like lower economic backgrounds and lower economic standards. Um, I believe that like when it comes to diversity, that kind of, that social economic diversity is one that's really, really important because you could have diversity, um, say racially, but if everyone's kind of like from the same economic background, everyone's kind of from the same, like everyone's still very well off, it's not gonna be as beneficial as seeing someone who's very, very much different from you. You, get la you lack that kind of perspective if you're just kind of bringing in people who are, you know, bringing in the highest bidder. Uh, so I, I believe when it comes to that issue, social economic backgrounds should be taken into, should be taken into um, consideration um, a lot so. in even when it comes to like, to like with regards to like affirmative action, just as race should be uh, brought in as like, it should be looked at as a part of, the, of course, as part of their applicant, so should their social economic background because that's, a, that's as I said, it's another issue of diversity that, we, that needs to be addressed and needs to be talked about more. Yeah, uh, I actually wanna touch back on one thing which actually involves all this wealth gap and the d disparity between students and that is um, like with the cyberbullying, um, with our current solution for that is stop it and I know that was new and something new, but um, I'm, I'm not so sure, but I don't think that many people um, are not, I don't think many people are like kind of happy with it right now or content with how it works with the fact that everything is fully anonymous. And I know we talked about it in ASAP where like if something becomes serious, but the person is not willing to give their um, um, identification or stuff like that, then it, it's not helpful for the administration and that becomes more panic. Um, so like, do you think that maybe there might be a change if students are unhappy or something like that? would stop it or any other service using technology that would be beneficial um, and help the community? Um, so I guess I can take this one. So I think that like, okay. So last year we had a thing called Safe School Helpline, which w I think is unanimously agreed to be even worse than stop it. Like you would call yeah. up this helpline it would take like multiple days to go through. And then also everyone was questioning whether it really was anonymous because you know, if you're using your voice, like it, it was like almost no one used it. Stop it, I can definitely see myself using it if I have to go through something. However, I think the main issue here is that it's really hard to come out about something. You know, everyone likes to say like, personally, if something bad happened to me, I would want to stay anonymous. I wouldn't want to get my name plastered all over the school because you know you sort of know that everyone will sort of be talking about it behind your back. Yeah. And I think that the only real way to use technology to fix this is to just go and like strengthen the ties between the students and the teachers, strengthen the trust between those two. And you know, I don't really have any ideas off the top of my head right now about how to use like apps or anything to do that, but I think that like the way that we need to fix this is to just make it so that way we have more trustworthy apps and communication lines between teachers and students if something's serious and they need to talk about it. Yeah, okay. 
Um, and this one actually came as a suggestion from um, from someone else, which was about the key fobs and specifically with the borders. I know many borders find their keys sometimes that they have to go to the main hall a lot to get it fixed or that it doesn't work all the time. So one way we're thinking about technology solving that would be not biometrics, but maybe some sort of you know electronic version of that where they have an, an ID or something like that. Um, how hard do you think that would be to implement? And do you think that it would be practical to implement something like that? I could see solutions like that being both very practical practical, and very um, easy to kind of implement. I mean, something as simple as using your school ID to be able to scan into a room, I, I don't know why we haven't really had that in the first place. Um, on the issue of the keys, yeah, I've heard they, they could be very unreliable, having to recharge them. If you lose them, you have to go pay for them. Something as simple as saying, like, you have on your phone. It could be, like, your student ID. Send, you can like scan in like a QR code and that could sign you into a room. Or you just like show your, you have, we have student ID cards, which I really haven't even seen a use for. So it could be as simple as that. You just scan your card into a little barcode thing and then it's done. So uh, solutions like that, I see are very common sense and I see can be implemented and would help more than just the borders, but it could help the teachers as well because they have those keys and it could help students um, for things like going into the library as we still have the sign-in system. So I, I could see those as being very helpful. So um, on that, really quickly, I just want to explain why it should be so feasible to do. Because each border, like, I think that the, like, Athenian's boarding program is, like, the third most expensive boarding program in the U.S. Yep. It is incredibly sure. exclusive. And I think it's somewhere like 70000 or $80,000. Like, a quarter of a single student's tuition could pay to renovate all of the locks to like some new thing where maybe like an app on the phone. I there must be several like applications and technologies out there where you can just you know scan your phone and it'll unlock the door and it'll just make everything a lot more seamless. And like honestly, I I've also heard a lot of issues with the key fob, especially kids using them like swinging them around their fingers a bunch, like weapons. Like that's. You know, you can't really do that with a phone. Okay, so um, next we're going to talk about what is arguably a very important, like one of the most important social justice issues, which is racism. Um, I've heard often that Athenian has undertones of racism um, on its campus. What, what do you think about this? Um, Athenian itself has We've had, we've had policies, things in curriculum, things of that sort, which can show, obviously not outright racism, but just more of la a lack of consideration and effects that can be seen as like sort of, I wouldn't say demeaning, but more of just um, not very helpful. So one of, one of curriculum is one that like I've kind of looked at and I know others in um, the Black Student Union we've tried to focus on over the years. Um, in the course, U.S. History, uh, we go over many topics um, starting after the Civil War, such as like, um, what's it, what was it called? Um, Reconstruction and going on to like the women's rights movement and then like World War I, things of that sort. But when we get to civil rights, one of the projects we have is a student-run project in which they have to teach the class about um, these kind of civil rights movements. In itself, I mean, that's a fine process, but 
one, you have to ask yourself, why is the school making, that, making the students have to teach each other about that? As a school, this is one that, like, it, obviously it's taught in many other schools. I mean, if you learn this in middle school, it's one that this school needs to be focusing on and should be teaching themselves. I don't believe it needs to be up to the students to be educating each other. As teachers, your job is to be educating us in an informed and conscious way, which of course us students can be having an input on. Um, but when it comes to curriculum, it's things like that where it's not like outright racism, but it's just a, another aspect of just a lack of care and you, would, you could also call it inequality in how some lessons are taught and how others aren't. But do you think that even like in like student to student like contact or like even like when two students are talking or maybe if a group of students are there, there's like someone says something that maybe is questionable or maybe is derogatory but, and people don't respond, would you consider that like an undertone itself or like people are like not accepting but they're not like outright like standing up to them? or something like that, even whatever, however derogatory that may be, would that be considered an undertone of racism and a problem that the union would have in that situation? Yeah, so I guess that Anae brings up a really good point. I do, like there are a few times that I can actually mention where like someone outright, like that was, I guess you could call an overtone of racism, but when you have overtones of racism, like there must be undertones. It's sort of like, yeah. because you can't just have people saying stuff outright and then no one's saying anything behind their, like, behind their back. Like if people are saying stuff outright, you know that people are talking about it, you know. So for example, I recall sometime in Jew Crew, like someone made fun of another person for like not being Jewish enough, something that affects. I, I, I believe someone in the middle school was expelled for a racial slur. Like there are many cases of these like outright Definitely. racist, cases at Athenian and like you can sort of just infer that if this is happening then these people must harbor these beliefs and these people must actually you know again as you're saying undertones it's like it's not saying it out loud but just like I guess when people talk to each other the way that they talk to each other about other people or like the way that they view other people like it's hard to pinpoint because like it's so just hidden but especially when you have such a uh, as Chad said earlier such like and undiverse, well, school's relatively diverse, however, it could be far more diverse, and, you know, a lot of people from well-off areas, they don't really understand the issues that actually happen, I guess. Yeah, and, like, well, the important thing to, like, remember for, like, for everyone is, like, this is not just at Athenian, like, this is at other, this is at so many schools all around California, this area, Bay Area, country, and the thing is, like, you'd think that, like, paying $50,000 to go to the school, you'd, Athenian would be, I, I wouldn't say better, but I would say it'd be different in the way that students are, you know, treating other people and stuff like that, and they realize the value, and I think that value is kind of just lost, and I think that, one thing that Athenian needs to work on especially is like how the students are treating each other and how the culture is built around the students themselves. And that just, that doesn't mean that, you know, all students are bad or like it, maybe it's just some of us. But I think that, you know, some teaching something like that where maybe you have a course, maybe like during something like ASAP or something like that where you do more understanding of different um, ethnicities or doing understanding of like basic stuff like that. I think that's really important to like cover as well. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Yeah, so um, last, or not last question, this is another question. Uh, do you think a, like a technological system for voting in town meeting would 
the, I know we already use Google Forms, but there's probably other ways to, like, the, fir the first part of this question is, do you think technology could be utilized to make people more interested in town meeting and um, kind of like bolster our democracy pillar? Because I know that people don't participate that much in it right now. People don't really care about it. So the first thing is, do you think technology should be and could be used to help make people more interested? And then also, how do you think technology could be used in this way? Yeah, um, so on town meetings, Def, uh, technology could definitely be helping uh, get people involved. Um, as we have town meetings now, we'll re announce like what our topic would be. It's basically just over, it would be over email, say like a week beforehand. People don't really read their emails. It's not really a very engaging way of getting people interested in what we're gonna be talking about. So I could see some ways that for town meeting, we could kind of improve on that. Say we could be um, publicizing what we're talking about more. We could ha say, uh, I'm not really sure, I don't think our um, town meeting had an Instagram before, but we could have, a, we could do something like that in um, trying to get our, our message to more of the school in ways that they could see, one that's accessible and one that people are already kind of using right now. I mean, social media, everyone uses it. Uh, so kind of just promoting more on what we're gonna do. And it could be more on little, we could even be doing more like um, informal surveys on what people are interested in. Um, with town meeting, with our ideations, we'll send out a survey usually to advisories and that's where we collect a lot of ideas. We could do more smaller scales of that. So I could see technology be technology as a means to kind of getting out our message that I could see as being beneficial and just get people more, one, just knowledgeable about what's going on and being knowledgeable about it could help breed excitement. If it's something that they want to talk about, they can. Okay, I'm going to just say something about town meeting. Like, I, I have lost a lot of, I guess, faith in the democratic system the more I, uh, that, that, that I'm a part of the town meeting uh, process. Because there's like this statistic that like, only like 50% of people vote in the presidential elections in the US and like, like a third of citizens vote for like, uh, you know, more minor positions. Like, that's just crazy. The fact that the, the amount of apathy towards democracy. And it's like, whenever we send out proposals or anything, you know, people just don't check their email, they don't read through it. And then when something gets passed because they just didn't care about it, then it becomes a big issue. Like, everyone, most people bring up a lot of the problems at the school, but very few people bring up the solutions that we need to implement. And I think that Chad's right. Like. I honestly don't know if it's possible, but maybe like having some sort of social media presence or something can really get people interested in town meeting again. Yeah, I think social media is going to be a really good solution because um, you know humans are like beings of pattern; they love repetition. And I think one of the issues is that people just don't have enough passion for these issues. Like a lot of like, uh, for example, the. Um, Meatless Monday, a lot of people were unhappy with that, and I mean, a lot of people were happy with that, but um, there just isn't enough support from the student body, and um, I think social media would be a really good way for um, just the ideas to get out there and um, for people to be more interested in town hall. I think another solution that would be really simple, like like me personally, admittedly, like I, I don't check all my emails, and I can, I can tell you that I have not voted on a single town being proposal, sadly. 
I will tell you that. But I do have very strong opinions about certain things like Mealist Monday. Like, I did not like that and other things. And I think that if there was a better way to kind of communicate the proposals or something is being voted upon, I think that many more people would vote. Like, you make something, you make it, like, not mandatory, but, like, at least check the proposals, like, at advisory or something like that. I think that a lot more people would be way more active in that and then a lot more of Athenians, um, people's voices would be heard at Athenian, bigger changes could happen. So I think like changing something about how maybe at a time to vote, a certain voting time, or something where we sp um, spread the word about the proposal differently, I think that's really important. And yeah, I'll definitely check all my emails now. Oh yeah, and also I think, I think the main problem with the town meeting system is not necessarily that people aren't passionate about the issues. It's more that they don't, there's not that good of a platform for people to like express their opinions without being judged by the entire school. And that seemed, that's like a, a pretty big deterrent to actually talking. So maybe like an online forum, not like a Zoom thing, like maybe like a text message, um, chat, uh, what's it called? Uh, not, not Teams, like a chat room, like an anonymous chat room or something like that could be a good alternative um, to let people express their opinions without being judged by everyone. What do you think? Yeah, um, I even know previous, like before my tenure as town meeting officer, so last year, uh, getting through Zoom, the town meeting officers, they created a Canvas page in which there was a discussion board about where people could talk on proposals. But as we saw, no, no one used that. So theoretically, it seems like a great idea. And I would argue that Canvas just wasn't the right place but just yeah. having more areas where people can talk about these issues in a less formal way. Town meeting is very regimented, uh, very parliamentary, which is good for a purpose, but at the same time, it's very dissuading, just in how complex it is. And then, of course, being up in front of the school is very uh, frightening, especially for, say, like underclassmen. And so having more, having less formal ways that we could talk about these issues that will then become Things that we vote on on say town meetings is a way that I, I could see people being interested and being um, engaged in. We've tried, we, we've, we used to do um, forums in which people would just talk about say any current event that people would call up, but those were a little iffy. Uh, so finding better, finding better alternatives and better ways, and as you guys suggested, it could be like a chat room, it could be like a Teams forum, and something like that could be helpful for the discussion. And also the thing you, the guy you brought up about, say, having town meeting proposals being read the previous, the, the week before in advisories, I like that idea. I, I will, um, I think that's something we could easily implement and I'll, I'll take that up with the other officers, but yeah. Yeah, and I know that uh, the advisory think tanks, they're also like pretty effective. Um, I know that we, our advisory came up with a lot of ideas that were sent, so I think that keep, keep doing those is also pretty I think, um, so yeah, basically, I think we can come to the conclusion pretty easily that like increasing engagement in town meeting is directly linked to um, technology. Like this is the main way that we can actually improve this. And um, as we know, town meeting is like democracy and having the people actually have a voice is the main way where we can um, start to fight back against social justice issues. So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so I think that we kind of covered everything just like quickly going over. We covered like some different issues that were at Athenian um, that like many students were not feeling, you know, it's about privacy, it's about um, different students' communication, it's about racism, both undertones and overtones and how we can deal with them. It was also about cyberbullying. We talked about how admissions and affirmative action and how Athenian could maybe uh, adjust some of that to have more diverse faculty and students. And I think um, talking about town hall, I think is really important in demonstrating democracy at Athenian um, and how we can improve that. So I think there's many things um, that Athenian has that you know we can definitely improve with technology and um, make our culture a better place. So um, I don't know if you guys have anything last things to say or anything like that. Yeah, but technology definitely has a place, and it's the 21st century. We'll only kind of get more of it. So having that more involved in our school, I think will just be helpful all across the board. Yeah. Like, it's much better to accept something and to, you know, take difficulty when it starts than for it to be late and you're still in the past and you have to catch up really fast. It's, yeah. so. Definitely. Uh, I think that's, I think that's all for, for now. Yeah, um, thanks, you guys, thanks for having us thank on. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for more about sociomatic. Thank you.